0: Hey guys, welcome back to our third episode of Theo Thoughts. Welcome back. So, if you did not catch last week's episode, we talked about finding joy in the truth and the facts of our faith. Where we talked about the resurrection and just how, Jesus. Like, yeah, and just how much enjoyment we find in talking about the truth that we know to be real. Oh, yeah. so if you haven't checked that out, please give that a listen. But today is National Day of Prayer. Uh, we're doing some events here on campus. Uh, we're going to have people praying in Luzado Chapel all day. And uh, people all around the country are doing different things, which is really awesome. So I saw it fit to talk today about prayer.
1: Oh, yeah. And uh, before we actually started up, we were talking about like the different ways that the International Day of Prayer has affected us throughout our lives because mm-hmm. we needed to find stuff to talk about on the topic. And I was telling Judson about how... I used to have a CU at the pole at my high school where we would meet at the flagpole before class started in the morning, um, high school and middle school. And then we would pray for our country and uh, for politicians and for individuals and families. And there would be donuts and milk and stuff. So uh, this day holds a special place in at least
0: my heart. Right. And that's, that's honestly really cool. I did not have that in my school. We both went to public school. Uh, I had stuff in my church where we would have 24 hours uh, starting at 12 a.m. There would be people in the church just continuously praying all the way until 12 a.m. of this evening and i participated in that once and that was really great i participated in our colleges here uh our tradition of uh fasting throughout the day and then breaking the fast with each other after we've spent you know the majority of the day praying but we really just want to talk to you about first off really kind of what prayer is because I'm sure a lot of people have heard from, you know, whether it's youth group or a pastor or an adult just saying, Oh, just go and pray about it. Or just, you need to pray more, but not really indulging on what that looks like. Yeah. And, and uh, I yeah. think,
1: I think it's a, I think it's a great place to start because a lot of people question the power of prayer. And whenever you sit down in a public place, you know, just say a quick prayer to the Lord, you can sometimes get that, uh, that boom side eye. And, uh, you know, some weird looks from people, but uh, today we're going to explain to you why it's such a powerful thing and why you uh, should do it and why it's important.
0: Right. So first off, many people are familiar with the Lord's Prayer. Uh, The Lord's Prayer is something that you see in a lot of churches that is used everywhere for many occasions. And people have some different takes on it. And this is one of the big ways that Jesus talks about what prayer looks like and like how, how we should pray. So I'm looking at Matthew chapter six, and this is in the sermon, Sermon on the Mount. And this is where Jesus talks about prayer. So in verse five, This is Jesus talking. And when you pray, you're not to be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners so that they will be seen by people. Truly, I say to you, they have their reward in full. But as for you, when you pray, go into your inner room, close your door and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Hmm. So even then, just that first bit of that prayer is not about showmanship. It's not about who can string together the best words in front of others. It's not about who can give the flashiest prayer or like when you see on some of those televangelists that will quote unquote speak in tongues, but it's just gibberish. Yeah. And it's it has no substance and they're doing it just for the showmanship. That's what Jesus is talking about. About he wants us to be different and more about the idea of character about being genuine when nobody else is watching yeah and really that's what god's ca- god cares about mm-hmm. and it helps us build that relationship with him right i know you know
1: one of the greatest fears among christians is you know fighting fighting what you think is the good fight and then one day you show up in heaven and the lord our god says depart from me for i never knew you right so i think that's why he, he pays so much attention to like go off on your own. Don't let yourself be distracted. Yeah. You aren't supposed to be showy, but you also need to make sure you're focused on this because right. it's a conversation between you and me. Right. So when people say, like, well, I don't know how to pray. I would say the first the first part of it is making sure that you have
0: the surroundings. Like you're in a praying yes. environment. Getting in getting in the setting is like really big thing. A cool, uh, cool way I saw about this in the Greek Orthodox Church, they are very like symbolic with everything which uh jordan and i we went on a theo trip where we visited different religious temples and 110 baby yeah and we got to see how other people conduct service and we went to a greek orthodox church and they were carrying around this incense with smoke going up and now to an outsider who had never seen that we were kind of like well, that's a little bit funky. But when I asked about it, so what is with the incense? And in they said that in Psalms or Proverbs, it says, Let your prayer go up like incense. Mm-hmm. And they were wanting to create the environment. They're wanting to try and blur the lines between heaven and earth as much as possible. And I thought that was really cool. And that builds into the idea that when we pray, it is personal connection with God. And that it is we need to be void of distractions. We cannot, we gotta. You know be by ourselves like right right now jordan and i are in a room just just the two of us shut door so that we can you know stay focused and let words flow god through our hearts out to you guys
1: yes the 0110 was a was a great class that trip showed us a lot
0: yeah we got to a little more about that we got to go to a jewish synagogue we got to go to an Islamic mosque we got to go to a Catholic Cathedral and a couple other places but it was really cool really eye-opening and honestly I would encourage you guys if you ever have a chance to visit a different religious temple or even a different denomination of a church take that opportunity because you get to see how other people build into their relationships and understand the world that we live in oh yeah and it's and, really cool
1: and a little quick caveat is in a little fun fact is that me and Judson's first theological conversation one on one was staring at the dark ceilings of our hotel room on that trip. And that's whenever we talked over like creation and the cosmos for the yeah. very first time. I remember and that. all that we don't see eye to eye, but we still believe in the same thing. So that's right. kind I of where the That 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 was,
0: that was and, so funny. We I, were... guess, I guess kind of where our start really started. That was, yeah, that was the first time I'd met you, whereas in our Theo 110 class, I thought you were actually good enough. yeah but uh yeah it was me and him and two other guys in the room they were trying to sleep (laughs) and then we just started talking about genesis and late into the evening from opposite sides of the room too i was in
1: one bed you were in the other yep
0: (laughs) i remember that that was really cool yeah getting back so then so that's talking about kind of the setting of what prayer looks like and then jesus then gets into the lord's prayer starting at verse nine now Many people know this. Even non-Christians have heard of this. and mm-hmm. You know, in Sunday school, you learn this. You memorize it. We said it before every football game in high school. That's cool. Yep. I never got that stuff in my high school. Got of jealous. Yeah. Well, my
1: coach just <laughs> kind of like, say it if you know it. My Father. Our father, father who art in heaven. And,
0: yeah. So um, verse 9. Pray then in this way. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we for- have forgiven our debtors and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And that is how Jesus is explaining that we should pray. Now, different people have different understandings of what this is meaning. I've met some people that think that like your only prayer is this prayer. Like the only time, like whenever you pray, this is what should be coming out of your mouth and nothing else. But I think that This offers a really interesting structure in how we should pray. So when Jesus says, pray then in this way, and it opens up with our father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. It's addressing God. It's like when you're starting a conversation with someone, you address them. Yeah, It's like when you you start talking to them. It's like when you bow before the king, you give him his credit. Right. And so our father who is in heaven hallowed be your name may your Mm -hmm. name be kept holy now an interesting about this so may your name so first off we know god's name Mm -hmm. it was given to us it was given to moses yahweh yeah which we don't really talk about as much or we don't say as much and part of the understanding of yahweh is that it should not be used lightly because this is what god gave to moses as like a personal relationship name because he has like who shall I say has sent me and he says yahweh mm-hmm. i am who i am but in even in the hebrew tense they had a tense that means i like existing at past present and future all at once which i just think is so cool
1: yeah and wasn't there wasn't there like a like a creed where you couldn't use the name yahweh
0: right so and that ties in like they the ancient jewish people they put it on such a pedestal of holiness that even they wouldn't say it. And the way we actually got the name Jehovah was from the way the ancient, uh, Hebrew scribes would write the different names. Like we have Adonai, Mm -hmm. uh, El Shaddai Elohim. Uh, the way that we got Jehovah was scribes would write Yahweh, but they would add in the vowels of Adonai. And so it would become Yahweh, but it was just supposed to be a reminder: don't say Yahweh, yeah. say like say Adonai. Something but, different. But English people, we saw oh Yahweh. Let's transliterate that to Jehovah. Yeah. And so it's just an interesting that Jehovah is actually from a kind of like a, a writing trick, but I had a. I was back in my home church and we were talking about the name of God and how he gave us a name to talk with him on a personal level. And that when we pray, it is an expression of our spirit and connection with God. And that's like, like that's the most amount of reverence that we can use for his name because it's about personal relationship. And so uh, every now and again, I don't do it as often because I'm not used to it. But sometimes I've started addressing my prayers with just saying Yahweh or through my conversation with God saying the name Yahweh. And it, because if you think about when we say, when we say, Oh God, linguistically, it has the same thing. If Jordan, if I was talking to you you and I said, Oh human, because like God is, was already a word. And the, the dictionary definition of God is a supreme deity. So like Spanish, they have Dios Aramaic. They have Allah. They, that's just the word for God. Yeah. So like when I address him, that's me like addressing you like, Hey human. And yeah. so it doesn't feel as personal.
1: I think, I think the difference in English at least is the big G versus the little G. Right. Thing. Yeah. The big G is like the metaphysical. Whenever we talk about the little G, we're talking about like in the minor.
0: Right. And like referring to God as more like a word instead of a person. But it just, it offers an interesting thing because when he talks about how to be your name, his name is like in the jewish tradition it was so holy that you couldn't even say it in the name above all names right and but part of that does stem from that we cannot use it lightly like that whenever we are referring to god as yahweh it is out of reverence it is out of respect it is out of spiritual like connection Mm -hmm. it is an important thing and so it's not using it lightly like i don't use your name lightly you don't use my name lightly or throw it through the mud but uh, even God's is so much more. Yeah, and so I think it really adds; it can add interesting depths to your prayer to use the name of God when you pray. And so, if you're struggling to feel connection, maybe try using God's name, Yahweh. Of course, it titles, titles
1: are titles for a reason, right? And we can we can call back to that verse that you posted and that we talked about in Chronicles where it mm-hmm. says that a uh, heaven, the heaven and the heaven of heavens can't contain you. Right. It's like, these are other um things that you can throw in with the name of God, which is true. And it kind of helps you wrap your mind around like how important names are and why like using titles, like you said, is, is a big deal because he is God and he wants our respect and he wants our love relationship is what he strives for. Right. So being impersonal is something that you should try to strive away from.
0: Mm mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, Yes, Christianity is a religion, but really at its core, God wants to be with us. Like if we look back at in Genesis, God was walking in the garden looking for Adam and Eve Mm -hmm. to be in relationship with him. That was his ideal form of creation was him and humans like being together in constant relationship. And that, I mean... But then, you know, when sin entered the world, sin, you know, acts as like a barrier between us and God. But when we get to heaven, we'll be around him all the time. And indeed, that is kind of what he wants for us right now. And so even then, like when we look at the next verse, uh, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So when we're looking at, you know, just talked about like blurring the lines between heaven and earth, like getting that state of where it's just you and God everything else kind of fades to black and you get to this point of spiritual connection where it's not even like you're always hearing like audibly hearing back from God but you can feel his presence when you're talking with him like you like when I when I pray or when I'm walking and I'm talking with God I feel like lighter in a way Yeah, that makes
1: sense. No, I totally, I totally agree with you. And your kingdom come, your will be done is also another way of saying like, Lord, I have no control.
0: Right. Yeah. I give
1: you total control. You, you are the one who sets my path straight. I just want to follow what you want me to do. And whenever you relinquish control, you know, we, we only Mm -hmm. have a certain amount and humans love it so much. they (laughs) love to be able to understand. But whenever you realize it's like, well, I'm not in control and there's a higher power who has my best Mm -hmm. interest at heart. It kind of makes it, it kind of makes everything feel smaller, you know, Oh, I got, I got this big test that I'm studying for. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to, um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to pass it. Or I have my, like my grandmother's in the hospital or I have to watch my little brother later and, and I might have to, you know, just rip him apart cause he annoys me say, Lord may your will be done in my <laughs> life. And it doesn't seem like such a big deal because it says for those who love him, he sets their path straight. Right. So it, it's a way of at least for me whenever I pray and I say those five words may your will be done it is a huge calmer of right. the storm that I'm that I go that I go through.
0: Yeah because like if we think about it like yes we have free will but the control that we have over like the physical world is small in comparison and we God like and as we get further down we talk about needs God will always supply our needs like no matter what ask and you will be given. Right. And So when talking about your will be done, like you said, it's really just recognizing that I really don't have control. And so I'm just asking for your continual guidance. I'm asking for your will to shine through. I'm asking not for for me to be paving the way, but for me to be driving on the road you've already set forth for me, of course. So as we get into the next verse, verse 11, give us this day our daily bread, really just it also kind of ties back to in when the Israelites were uh, wandering the desert and they had just manna just mm, falling down, which is, just unleavened bread, which is all they needed. And God supplied what he needed. And so when you're talking about this in other structures of prayer, just like, Lord, get, help me get through what I need to get through today. Like he says, tomorrow's worries are enough for tomorrow. And, you know, yesterday already passed. So today, today's worries are enough. So Lord, Give me what I need today. Allow me to have the fulfillment that I need to get my things done. I mean, it's it's pretty simple. God will always provide. Oh, yeah, a lot of wisdom, though. Yeah, he's not going to leave you out to dry. He will give you what you need. Even if we don't necessarily know what we need at that moment or we think we need something else, he knows and he will provide it. then looking at verse 12, forgive us our debts or some people for our trespasses or our sins. It's basically all the same thing, but an understanding of uh, asking for forgiveness always because we always make mistakes. We always sin. We miss the mark. We fall short. And so it's that constant asking for forgiveness and then proclaiming that we will repent. Also saying that, you know, God says that he cannot forgive us if we do not forgive others. And so asking for forgiveness while also asking for the ways to forgive those around us or for those that have trespassed against us.
1: Yeah, there's an there's an interesting give and take there. You know, you can't you can't get through one until you, you know, go through the other.
0: Right. And uh Jesus later talks about you know how can one say that you love god but not love a brother well i'm telling you that you will not receive that from me and that it's this idea of that christianity and following jesus is as much a personal relationship as it is a group relationship Mm -hmm. where we are like we are the church we're the body and we all come together to follow christ like where two or more are gathered he is there and that it's this idea of excuse me is that he wants us to be you know loving with each other and in community with each other like uh jesus would talk about before you go to the altar make yourself reconciled with your brother yeah so like don't don't go to prayer like don't go to bed without unresolved like conflicts in your heart like be open with your fellow brothers in Christ,
1: which is also something that's mentioned before, t- like partaking in communion too. Mm-hmm. Like if you have a, a a quell with your brother, then you should have that solved before you partake in the sacrament that is communion. Right. What it, it says it says um, some people have fallen ill, and some have e- are, are are even asleep.
0: Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Kind of scary. Yeah. And then finally, and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And that. Final statement of, Lord, help me keep my eyes focused on you. Help me take away all the earthly sinful distractions and just stay focused on you. And when I do not have the power, ask that you deliver me. Yeah. And that is that is a super profound ending. Mm-hmm. And so looking at this as a whole, so starting at the beginning, our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name, addressing God when you speak to That's him. Because he is worthy. You're the big man I am. Right. Heard. Yes. And then when we get to 10, recognizing, and honestly, this should be a part of every prayer. Like we will always ask for things, but always say, no, I ask for this, but Lord, let your will shine through. Like even Jesus, like when he was getting ready to be crucified, he's like, I don't want to do this, but your will be done.
1: Yes. There's, there's certain aspects of my life right now where I'm like, I want to stop saying if, when this happens, I want to start saying God willing, this happens because I'm not really in control and I want his will for my life. Mm -hmm. So if I say God willing, this happens, then he's like, okay, you're, you're trusting in me to have your best interests at heart, which goes a long
0: way. Right. And we see examples of this, of like Especially people in the Old Testament asking God to do this or to do that or to fulfill fulfill this as a need, and God will fulfill it. He will provide it because Hebrews he 11, sees, baby, right? Yeah. And then we get to give us this day of daily bread, asking for the needs of today to be fulfilled, which is always done. And daily bread is you know goes to this idea of spiritual and physical fulfillment. Yeah. For for what we need for that day
1: but that's also like encompassing everything that you are praying for in mm-hmm. that time. Right. So it says yeah. give us today a day. but if you're praying for peace then he'll give you peace if you're praying to like help you sleep then he'll give you sleep. Like all of this encompasses your daily bread. So right. I think it's like the main ask. So if you're praying to ask and not just to talk to the Lord. Right. If you're asking to receive, if you're knocking so that the door will be open, that's what he means by like give us today our daily bread because you're asking for something Mm -hmm. and whatever that may be is is encompassed by whenever jesus says daily bread
0: right and then looking next bit forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors always asking for forgiveness this is this is always a constant like because we we will continue to make mistakes we are not perfect we this is It happens sometimes, but it's okay because we have the chance and the opportunity to ask for forgiveness. And now, you know, we don't have to go to the holy temple and make a burnt offering sacrifice because Jesus was the sacrifice. And so all we have to do is continue to recognize him as like we do in the beginning as our Lord, Mm -hmm. as as hallowed be his name. And so good and ask for his forgiveness as we forgive others. And the last bit to always like for protection Like do not listen to temptation, but deliver us from evil. So uh, keeping us away from, you know, temptation, tempting, tempting situations and helping us keep us aligned. But so I think this more like the Lord's prayer, is more about the structure of how we pray and like key points because you can structure almost any prayer in these bounds yes. of addressing God, recognizing that his will will always be done, asking for your needs, asking for forgiveness and asking for protection. And that really encompasses like the majority of all prayers. and With the focus on him, not the focus on you. Right. And like, cause that's a constant thing in this is that recognizing that we, don't really have control yeah but he does i mean you're you're praying as a slave
1: that's like an acolyte asking your master for something
0: right because we don't have the control in this time but he does and recognizing that and honestly more asking for his will to shine forth through our lives which is what we want most in the world (laughs) Mm, yes
1: so now that we've talked about uh, the, like the, the layering out of how a prayer should be, mm-hmm. I think we could focus on like the benefits. Right. So a lot yeah, of people definitely. say, like you mentioned earlier, a lot of people say, uh, I'll go pray about it or I'll sleep and pray on this, or you should go pray about it. And people are like, well, why? Yeah. They don't, they don't really understand. And we understand now cause we've gone over it, what the layout of a prayer should look mm-hmm. like, but yeah, we talked about the kind of the how and the what, but not the why, right. So I think the why is super important, and I think there's a bunch of different reasons why you should pray. Um, Jordan Peterson recently, and I, I talked about him last week, and maybe the yeah, first he week told me too, about him. But um, like a super renowned psychologist, he said he's not Christian, but he said that he's done studies where the happiest people are mm. generally Christians, not because. That there is, like he said, the evidence isn't because there is definitely some higher power, which we believe that there is. And that probably has a hand in it. It's because they have purpose. Mm -hmm. And prayer is a huge part of Christianity, of course, is what we're talking about it. And it helps give you purpose. Right. So whenever you run into a problem and you're like, well, I just don't have to fight this alone. I have a God who's on my side. I have a Christ who died for me. I have a spirit who's advocating for me. And I get to communicate with all three
0: right because it honestly it feels so good because if you and i think touched on this last week a little bit if you think that you're just like a tiny speck in a universe that will never really make a difference it's a sad way to live but if you think that you can talk with the supreme creator of everything such a cool concept like how like um, a minimum wage drive through worker at mcdonald's is never really going to talk to the ceo of mcdonald's of course not and then really that job isn't going to mean a lot but we get to talk to the creator of everything of the vast giant universe and our small little world and our small little us and we take it for granted know, all the time exactly in fact he wants to talk to us i know that's the crazy part like we were talking about earlier in Genesis. He came into the garden looking for Adam and Eve. Knowing exactly where they were. To, he, yeah, but he wants to... He seeks to be with us. And he seeks to have relationship with us. And that is what is so amazing. Like you look at these other religions and these other lowercase g gods where you have to prove yourself or that they just exist to govern. And that's it. But We know... Who is the creator and that imagining that the creator of everything and everyone, all 8 billion people wants to have personal relationship with you. 8 billion people alive. Right. Not to mention
1: the ones who died. Right. Not to mention these computers that are in front of us right now. Not to mention everything that was ever created. This room, the world itself, the universe, the cosmos. Mm -hmm. it's, It's brain numbing.
0: Yes. and But just... Think keeping in your mind the idea that he wants to have a relationship with you. And that is honestly so powerful because honestly, for the f- first time, when you really start to get into prayer and it's not just, you know, your mom or dad asks you to pray for dinner. And so you just say what you've always said. You go through the motions, But when you yeah. really get to like, because part of it is when you're alone in a room you it's like there's no charade you're not in front of your parents just saying words you're not in a church saying words you're alone and no one else can hear you so if you were to just talk to god like no as if or that he is real nobody else is gonna know or like if you just say oh yeah i went in and prayed and then come out but never even prayed the outside is gonna like the people are gonna just like oh you just went in and prayed but when you're in a room you don't have to like there's nobody there else to like pray for for show like jesus was talking about it's just one-on-one communication with god yeah and that's it and so like for me when i find myself most of the time my best prayers my best conversations and i say conversations and i don't want to mislead you guys into the idea that i'm hearing audible like back and forth, like with Jordan and I right now, like I've, I know some people that have heard an audible word from God, but when we talk about having a conversation, I'm not talking as though that I speak and then God audibly speaks into my ear and I hear that it's more that I speak and I feel his soothing presence around me or that when I pray to him and ask for things or ask for my needs, I see those fulfilled and I thank him for that. And so that's what I more mean by conversation. But it feels like a conversation because I know he's there. Mm-hmm. And so I'll, often I'll find myself on a day similar today, less windy, where it's nice out. I'm walking out and I feel the sun. I feel the energy of the sun. I, I see the green of the grass. I I witness his beautiful creation and I just feel connection. And so I'll just talk. I'll talk to him like how I'm talking to you right now. Say like, hey, God, first off, I just want to thank you for this day. And then I'll just start talking with him. Because even though people then have the idea of that, oh, well, he knows everything. So I don't really need to talk to him. Right. You don't need to. He wants you to. But he also
1: didn't like he didn't have to give us free will. Instead, he did.
0: Right. And he doesn't need us to do these things, but he wants us to. Exactly. And he wants us to choose him willingly. And so there's also just the feeling like we were talking about, like the purpose and the feeling of knowing that there's a supreme creator that wants to have a relationship with you is just – it makes you happy. It makes you feel special. And
1: I I totally agree. I've had times where I walk back to um, Hood, the dorm hall, and I'll drop off my girlfriend for the night and I'll take a lap around the entire campus just talking out loud to the Lord the entire time. That's awesome. And it makes – yeah, we're talking about relational purpose and we're mm-hmm. talking about like spiritual purpose and it does give it to you. Right. It makes what you, cause you go through um, the motions of being a Christian every single day. And a lot of times you forget to get personal, uh, personal and relationship with yeah. and relational with the Lord. So yeah. you, whenever you take a walk and get on your own and it was dark, it was like 1130 at night you take a walk and you just talk to him, your problems seem to like melt away. Right, and it's not until you know the enemy, the enemy starts knocking at your door, which we can get into him in a little <laughs> bit. But uh, so yeah, I think I think relational, um, and you know, a relational and a and a genuine purpose is a huge benefit to prayer.
0: Right, and then also tying into the idea of like routine. It's like, at the end of the day, if I've not had time to sit with myself and God, I feel like when you get into a bed sweaty and the, and the room is warm. Oh, I know what you're talking about. It just, I feel, I don't feel a little sticky. Yeah. I feel gross. And so it's honestly, I've built it in so much and just into my daily routine. Or if like, if you don't brush your teeth in the morning and your mouth feels kind of clammy and unclean, that's how I feel. Mm -hmm. I feel unclean. And so I take the time to allow myself to have relation with God and like That can also look in different ways so talked about meditation you know meditating on scripture you know what does that look like because sometimes people say meditate on this or meditate on this thought meditate on this verse and what that has looked like for me is that uh because that is talked about in scripture of meditating on the word yeah and uh the literal translation means to mutter like to repeat and so i've had sometimes uh like my mind sometimes can get really distracted and go a lot of different places, you know, further on the same, or way. like overthinking. And so I've had a scripture that whenever I start to see my mind go to a place I don't really want it to be, I say out loud Philippians four eight, fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and pleasing to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I will just repeat that over and over until. Then the, just the thoughts go away, which is, and then I'm good again. Yeah, which is
1: which is the number one way to fight off those those thoughts that are right. so to, And I and I was and I was going to wait, but it's such a wonderful segue that we can talk <laughs> about warfare. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess we can move into the next the next thing that is such a benefit of prayer is it is a way to fight right Part prayer a good and fight. worship are ways to fight so mm-hmm. for those of you who don't know and maybe you're a little bit new to the to the christian life there's this dude out there named satan who really <laughs> likes to really uh, likes satan. to pick on christians yeah and you know the bible will talk again and again and again about how prayer and relationship with god in worship are ways to fight him you mentioned how exactly. you have this scripture in your mind that you can bring up whenever those those negative thoughts whenever those mm-hmm. those unwelcome ones creep in whenever he plants right. them in and that's exactly what jesus did whenever he mm-hmm. was in the wilderness he used scripture three different times right and it was an excellent way to fight
0: yeah and that's that's also part of it because the idea of even just satan in hell is that satan thinks he can do a better job he tried to be God and so he has this little pocket of hell where God does not dwell and it's just Satan and even that just sounds torturous yeah and but every time that we commit ourselves to relationship with God and not giving in to the temptation of Satan that's like a that's like a mean right hook to Satan's face.
1: You're right. And and the first the first step to a relationship with God is faith. Right. Which we talked about last week. And now we're talking about prayer and relationship with mm-hmm. God. So it's impossible to please God without faith. Right. So you can't even be his friend. You can't begin to be his friend mm-hmm. per, on, on a personal level. Like right. he loves you anyway. But yeah. on a personal level, it's impossible to be his friend. And then once you're his friend, he wants to protect you with everything he has. So he has like the full armor of God that you get to put on. And that's in Peter, I believe. But it talks about whenever you have faith and you have a relationship and you put on the full armor of God. This guy, I, I listened to this guy. He's a, a theologian, Southern Baptist preacher. His name's John Hagee, and he has one of those like super leathery old voices. He was friends with um, Billy Graham. I couldn't, I couldn't find the words. But anyway, he's friends with Billy Graham. And uh, every once in a while, I'll watch these like Christian motivational things where it's talking about spiritual warfare. And he says, whenever you have faith in a relationship with God, you can put on the full armor of Him, and you can look at the devil in the eye. Whenever he's picking on you, whenever he's been spitting on your spitting on your spirit, whenever mm-hmm. he's been, you it's know, been just trying spirit. to get all up in your life, you can say, "Look, I belong to the great I am, mm. and I'm going to let Amen. Him arise in my life." I'm going to say, let him arise and let his enemies be scattered. And I want you to get out of my life. I command you in the name of Jesus to get out of my life, to get out of my, you know, if you're a parent, to get out of my children's life, get out of Mm -hmm. my thoughts, get out of my marriage. If you're married, get out of my health, get away from my, uh, you know, all my possessions. And Mm -hmm. it's, he has to listen because you have this faith. You have that relationship and God is the great I am. He is supreme ruler and we've already won.
0: Yeah. So prayer is
1: a <laughs> prayer is a way of battle here because you're yeah. building relationship with the mm-hmm. guy who
0: beats all the bullies. Right. And so like looking at the full armor of God. So this is in Ephesians 6, starting at verse 10. And this honestly sounds Ephesians, like a, okay. sounds like a battle cry that I want to pick up the sword of the spirit and just like just fight for God. all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests with this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. That so just cool. puts a, just lights a fire. Makes me want to run through a wall or two. <laughs> like honestly, like this is, we, God gives us the abilities and the pathways to fight this good fight. Like you talk, prayer is spiritual warfare. It's beating the devil into a pulp back down to the depths from for which he belongs facts and putting on this armor of God, this, you know, just everything equipping yourselves with these tools. Like prayer is prayer is a relationship. Prayer is a tool. Prayer is a sword. It's, it's so many things. And he wants us to pray on all occasions with all kinds of prayer and requests. And he wants us to always keep on praying for all the Lord's people like prayer, prayer, like it's not you know you go to Christmas and you do an Advent prayer and then you go to Easter and then you do another prayer. It's you wake up, you pray. Something good happens, you pray. And even in uh, in James, he talks about when you're happy, thank God. When you're in despair, think like pray to God for what you need. Of like, course, pray when you're happy. Pray when you're sad. Pray when you're mad. And God wants us to be honest in our prayers. Like He always, He doesn't want us just to like be all fluffy and lovey-dovey because that's not what we are all the time. He just doesn't want us to be like, "Dear Lord, thank you for what you've done today." Amen. Mm-hmm. And then go away. Like if you had a struggle of a day, He wants to hear your cries. He wants to be like, "God, today was hard." Oh yeah, I did not have the strength today. Or like if we look at in some of the wisdom literature in Job, Job was angry. He he, he like demanded answers from God. He was like, This doesn't make sense. I need it to make sense. He was distraught. Mm-hmm. We look at the Psalms. The Psalms has tons of prayers from people, yeah, happy of, David, from sad Jewish. Happy David.
1: Happy David. Sad
0: yeah. David. And we had like the prayers of God, I want to bash the enemy's babies' heads against rocks right now because yep. I'm so angry. He wants us to be honest and open about that. And if like looking at Job, even after job said these things god said job still among this didn't like did nothing wrong but he says the way that he just desc- like the way that job's friends described god was wrong but the way job did in a way was it was written as was perfect because he was honest about how he felt. Yeah,
1: you you can't you can't wear a mask around God. Right, and he doesn't he want knows you everything. to. He everything. He's omniscient.
0: He wants to hear your praise. He wants to hear your cries. He wants to hear your laughter. He wants to hear your sadness. He wants to hear it all.
1: And as as for the bad things, I mean, the word says all everything good and perfect comes from the Lord. So mm-hmm. if it's not good and perfect, newsflash, <laughs> it's not from the Lord. Right which doesn't mean that bad things won't happen to you and the Lord won't let bad things happen to you because suffering creates perseverance. Yeah. And Paul talks
0: about like, you know, he will not let any amount of suffering befall on you. That would be like too much for you to handle because Mm -hmm. God will always have you. But the type of suffering that we endure is the kind that builds us up afterwards.
1: So if you have cares or worries, it says to cast them on him. Mm -hmm. And I
0: think, I think this whole, this whole
1: warfare, this whole idea of the human mind and, and the flesh versus you know the spiritual body that 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 you really are, that's inside of you, that's at war with the flesh that mm-hmm. lives on this planet. That's at war with the flesh who wants you to rebel against God. All of that, that that um, struggle is encapsulated in Philippians four six. Whenever you have all these problems on your plate, and you are at war with Satan, and you have all these worries and anxieties, it says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell right. God what you need and thank Him for all he has done. You can be in the eye of the storm, but he remains in control.
0: Mm -hmm. And even then, like even that section, like right after that was that verse, I was talking about Philippians four, eight, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever's true, whatever's honorable, right, pure, lovely, admirable, any type of thing that's excellent, worthy of praise. Think about these things. Uh, And all of this is just building into this idea of prayer and thanksgiving and rejoicing and of course. Yeah.
1: And the result of all of this is Philippians. It's right in the middle of our yeah. two verses. We just, we just, love <laughs> yeah. Uh, four, seven it says, then you will experience God's peace, right. which exceeds anything that we can understand. Mm-hmm. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Right. And I think, you know, if, if you want another reason for why you should pray, <laughs> it's a great way to shoot an RPG at the devil.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It really, it really just fires you up. So I want to also take a moment to talk about this other, like when we're talking about asking God for, you know, our needs and also, you know, sometimes our wants, but his will. Looking at another passage where Jesus talks about prayer is Matthew 7, verse 7. This is where God is, I mean, where Jesus is still, He's. this is a sermon on the mount and he's talking about prayer and the golden rule. And a lot of us have heard this verse seven, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And the one who knocks, it will be opened. Or what person is there among you who, when his son asks for a loaf of bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for fish, will not give him a snake, will he? So if you, despite being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask of him? In everything, therefore, treat people the same way you want them to treat you, for this is the law and the prophets, and that's prayer and the golden rule. And so Jesus, what he's talking about there is you think that if your son asks you for bread to eat, do you think the father's going to give him a rock to chew on? No. And so how much less... Or how much more will God provide for what you need? But some people will take this to the understanding, especially with newcomers, that ask and you shall receive. And they'll have this idea of, oh, well, I want a million dollars. Where's my million dollars? I want a a yacht made out of gopher wood. Gopher wood, yeah. (laughs) But I think more of what this is saying is I heard that uh, saying that you will receive an answer. That answer can be yes, can be no me not now and that when you pray you will always god will always answer you he's not going to leave you in the dust but sometimes when we pray for things the answer is no and that is what we receive and i i
1: i don't want to cut you off but I, i also think that whenever you are in relationship with god you tend to realize what you do need and don't need
0: right so we have these needs that we well these wants that we think we need or what we think might be right in our human understanding of our tiny little world, but God recognizes what we need. But we have to ask him for that. Like, so when I was in high school, I was a part of this youth ministry group and I had joined and gotten selected to be a part of the leadership of this youth ministry group. So we learned, we were starting to learn how to try and become spiritual leaders for our peers. And we went on this camp out where we We, you know, we were out in the sticks and we, uh, we brought different things to prepare, uh, for the camp out. So like I had, I had bought a $40 machete saw, like two in one. So, you know, I could cut away branches. I could do whatever, because I'm also a boy scout. And part of my thing is like being prepared. And so I'm like, okay, I need these things, these things, these things. And then when we got there, our, our leader took away everything that we had brought to prepare and i was i was a little ticked because i was like i spent forty dollars on this machete so that i could i still have it (laughs) but i spent specifically for this i was being prepared what's wrong with this and so then i spent part of the time you know trying to figure out okay well how can i do this how how can i solve this problem and then uh one of my best friends, still one of my best friends today, he went over to the leader and he asked him if we could have a tool and then he gave him one. And it was honestly this really great example in this teaching moment of what we think we need, we may not need, but if we ask, we will be provided what we need. And it really flipped everything around for me. I was just like, like his intention? yeah that was the intention of the thing that's cool like it wasn't like just like oh you prepared for this or like no you're supposed to learn how to do this he was it was offering a teaching moment of we can be prepared as we want to be we can try and come up with all of the right methods on our own and the right understandings and the right path to choose and but then in an instant that can go away for any number of reasons because it's human understanding and it's what we come up with yeah because like before that i had this visual representation of that i was walking in the same direction as jesus but jesus was walking on this unpaved road that went for miles and i was next to him in the brush trying to cut away to like saying all right i'm walking next to you all right what are we doing now but i was going through too much work because i was trying to figure out how to do it on my own and i wasn't asking for help but now i recognize that i don't know everything and that I will not know everything, and that I can prepare as much as I want, but God's will is going to shine through, and God already has a plan, and really I just got to follow behind that. Tremendous points. Yeah. Tremendous.
1: So um, I guess before we wrap up here, I would like to, because we could talk, we could talk about the benefits of prayer Mm -hmm. all day, Mm -hmm. but um, we're probably getting pretty short on time. So I just want to say that there are a incredible amount of benefits to prayer i know um, you know people talk about meditation all the time in Mm -hmm. ways that you can just sneak away in your house and meditate and it can really calm you and soothe your nerves and people think it's like a new age i I gotta get a zen garden and i gotta uh, light the incense and have like these weird lights around my room and that's the new age idea of meditation but we're talking about the, the, the meditation we are referencing is very very old and it's referenced in scripture. Right. And it has um, you know, incredible the, the same benefits, but mm-hmm. with the idea of, you know, like the Almighty Creator looking over you. Right. And of course you can find benefits for going off and having downtime and going off and reading and going off and doing all sorts of things. But if you do the research, and if we had more time, we could talk more about it. But there are many, many more benefits for prayer.
0: Right. And so on this National Day of Prayer, I want to encourage you guys to take some time. I mean, I know this will get posted tonight, so it'll be probably tomorrow when you listen, but I want to encourage you guys to really try and set some time apart because we always think that, you know, well, I've got a busy schedule. I can't fit it in. Make the effort to see what it feels like to be completely void of all distractions for 30 minutes. And just see how much more fulfilled you can feel after having this communication with God that we've been talking about with the structure and meditation and looking through scripture and devotional. And just really take the time to make the effort to have a prayer life. Because honestly, we're telling you from personal experience that, like, and you've heard us, that it just builds a fire in us. Like having this prayer life mixed in. yeah. Like it's not just about following the rules or following... Jesus it's about following him and talking with him. It's about going through the motions with him. It's about following this flowing river of faith with him.
1: Yeah, and and maybe you're a first-time listener or you're new to the faith or you don't believe in God, but we implore you. Maybe you have mm-hmm. some walls that need breaking down. Maybe you have a a burden that you've been carrying for too long. Maybe you know, you have worries and anxieties that you have that, you know, are kind of dragging you down a little bit and not letting you be you and not letting you live a joyful life. We implore you to go take 30 minutes, take 15 minutes and just mm-hmm. sit in a dark room and try to talk to the Lord and he right. will listen. Mm-hmm. You
0: just got to believe it. Mm-hmm. So I want to thank you guys for listening. So I want to remember that we are on Instagram at Theo underscore thoughts dot podcast. And that's where we're going to We continue to post regular updates. We also really want to encourage and ask you guys to help share this message that we're trying to share with you guys to everybody that you know, because I mean, as Jesus wants us to be equipped with the boots of the gospel, we want to, wants it to run like people running. So, you know, of course, like love to ask you guys to share this with your friends, with your family. And uh, remember that we're on Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Pandora. All the, all the different platforms.
1: So whether you're listening to this on the International Day of Prayer, or the International Day after the International Day of Prayer, <laughs> or the
0: International Day 50 days after the International Day of Prayer, um, try praying. Yeah, it's good for you. All right. Well, we love you all so much, and we'll talk with you next week. All right. God, God bless. bless.